0: the horror foria podcast
1: don't touch that dial
0: andy gilly and john richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies is it good is it bad Ah! is it a classic Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 17th of 2021. This is episode number 98. 98. We're talking about a brand new movie that just came out uh, a week or two ago. It's called Seder from 2021. Broadcasting from our very rustic studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richard.
1: It's Andy Gilly. Yeah, this was an interesting film. Um, oh man. Uh, I don't don't know what to say about it, but
0: yeah, it's it <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. Um man, I, I, I did pick
1: this one and I remember picking it. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll take credit or, or, or the blame for this, whatever you want to give me. Uh, it, it definitely was one that I chose and I, I liked the imagery in the trailer and that's why I chose it. And imagery is really, you, you can't say that this film doesn't have imagery. I think this movie has a really
0: interesting background. It definitely does. It really does. You know, not just the movie itself, but just yep. why it was made right. and what it was based off of and some mm-hmm. of the characters in this movie Indeed um, You know We'll get more into it uh, I did see you post On Facebook I don't know how long You did it But uh, you, you were doing Some flying recently I did
1: yeah I went and flew At lunch today you oh, is that to, what you, you did? You keep your currency up. So, yeah, we I kind of went and flew around a little bit. <laughs> I got it in Ain't, in an hour, though. I got back to the office in yeah. plenty of time.
0: Yeah, so we can do this podcast. We mm-hmm. doing it a little earlier this week because uh, we're working for a radio station. We actually, uh, we are, we're great partners with uh, a charity I think a lot of people have heard of, St. Jude Children's yep. Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So, we are doing our Radiothon Thursday and Friday, so this studio is going to be taking over. But um, definitely a great cause. We are looking forward to it. It's it's an emotional couple of days. So yeah, I'm, sure. I'm going to need I'm going to need that time to decompress after <laughs> everything that we do. Um, I know it's been a second since we did our last podcast. Are we <laughs> any horror movie news? Oh, there's horror movie
1: news. All nice. right. Yes. Entertainment site NME.com had an interview with John Carpenter where he said he was happy with being the Halloween guy. I guess he's a little more than that to most horror fans, but uh, he said that Halloween Kills could release in theaters and on streaming. The release date set for October 15th, 2021. He also added that Halloween Kills will release on that date no matter what. Carpenter said no. If this is still going on next Halloween, speaking of COVID is what he was saying, if Mm -hmm. if COVID is still going on next Halloween, no, we're not holding it. Halloween Kills is coming out in October, come hell or high water, vaccine or no vaccine, it is
0: coming out. Good. That is is one that we have on our... uh penciled in for our schedule and uh, actually looking forward to this one cuz I've seen some stills and they've shown a couple of tr- teasers to it too so yeah.
1: I like what he says uh, that he's happy being the Halloween guy. I hate these stars, these pompous <laughs> stars who are uh, you know don't like what they're famous for, you know. Harrison Ford hates Han Solo or oh, come you? On. Screw you. Dude, that's
0: what's got <laughs> you known. Man. Exactly.
1: So I love that he said that. So this, this is a really inter- interesting interview on nme.com that's n uh, you know N M e uh, like uh, the letters so um i don't know uh, just the letters n m and e.com is is where this where this was but in the same interview carpenter made mention of a fog sequel he said there's been talk about sequels for a number of his movies but they haven't happened for various reasons he says quote uh, of the fog sequel but yeah we've talked about uh, them and i'm open to them
0: if carpenters involved for sure, because what was it like early two thousands? Uh, they they did uh, a <laughs> they did the
1: remake of it. Yeah. Oh god, that was terrible. I didn't see that actually. I stayed away from that just because I think you told me that, well, that it wasn't and, very and good.
0: It, like Andy, you know, back then they they were really adamant about making movies like PG thirteen. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. And it's not that the fog, the original one back in the eighties, was no, was not. overly gory or like right. had a lot of sexual things to it, but it was it was. You felt it. It was
1: good. I mean right. It was a classic. No, it really. It, it is a classic. So, uh, I yeah. I, I don't know. I feel about a sequel to the, to the Fog either. I don't know that there's more of that story to tell. But uh, if Carpenter's involved, yeah, I'd be. I'd be interested in seeing it. Bloody disgusting reports and news on Jordan Peele's new movie. Kiki Palmer of the Scream TV series will star in in the new film, uh, slated for J- uh, July 2022 release. Peele told Fangoria that he was planning a film that would be scarier than Get Out and Us, and. And they speculated that
0: this would be the film. Uh, you know, I, anything Jordan Peele puts out, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he produced the the Candyman, the new or the remake of Candyman, and yes. I'm. Uh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see that, and, and that's coming out this year. It is. Too, we gotta, it? We gotta yeah, we got we got
1: to put it on the schedule sometime. That's right, you definitely do. We'll we'll review that one. Uh, Buffalo Bills house from Silence of the Lambs available for a sleepover. <laughs> uh, the three story. <laughs> yes, exactly. Three story Princess Anne Victorian was put on the market last year. I think we reported that. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania now. I I didn't write down the city it's in in Pennsylvania, but it's uh, being turned into a tourist destination. Chris, uh, Chris Rowan. Who who was the purchaser of the home says, quote, after months and months of hard work learning how to properly open and build a business from the ground up, I am proud to say that Buffalo Bill's house is open for victims I mean the public. Uh, so Rowan has a vision for Buffalo Bill's workshop and the house will have a well Nice! <laughs> so I assume a sewing room too maybe uh, it'll be available for weddings, special events guided tours and more. Uh, that well scene and I think all the basement stuff was was not filmed on this location so it should be interesting how he does that
0: <laughs> Can you picture some bride throwing, throwing her new husband down that well. Yeah, exactly,
1: it puts the lotion on. Yeah, you have it. Push puts the, exactly, uh, or it gets the hose. So, uh, can you just dig a giant hole in your basement? I don't think you could do that. I wonder what kind of permits this guy is going to need for the well that uh, Buffalo, B- I mean, I, Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo Bill didn't get permits probably for his. Uh, well I know or,
0: horror movie fans would love to go
1: see that. I, I would. I would definitely go. I would definitely want to go down in that too, even though you know it would be scary. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, it, it was a short period of time between our last episode and this episode. So That's all the horror movie news for this week.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, horror movie trivia, writer, director, producer, um, everything. Jordan Graham also added another job on this film, which would be considered odd for someone in his position. Hmm. What was that job? Well, he did everything. I mean, he was a makeup effects artist. uh, yeah. uh That's what? not... I mean... <laughs> We've seen we've seen directors that were involved with Psycho Gorman. Yeah,
1: that's with, uh, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um I mean he did everything. What what?
0: He helped build the main cabin oh, feature right. in most of the movie. He helped yeah, build right. that. That's right. He's a He's set did. director now. He's
1: a set builder too. So uh, my trivia question is the effect when Michael Daniels' beard was caught on fire is not CGI. Instead it was accomplished this way.
0: Uh it was
1: God, was, was it practical? They actually lit his beard on fire. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, it had a lot of blood on it at the time, but the brush, like, lighter fluid on it and lit it up. Oh, man. Uh, he said that he, like, the actor, Michael Daniel, said that he grew that beard and was sick of it and wanted to burn it off. Uh, director told him no, but uh, Daniel convinced uh, uh, so Jordan Graham to do it. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, talk, yeah, talk about a mess. It's a pretty actor. serious fire on the guy's it face, was, man. man it was like and I knew that going into it I didn't look CGI it did it was not CGI like I I I knew that going into it that was like one of the things I knew going into this film is this guy actually lit his beard on fire I don't know how I caught that piece of trivia but when I saw the fire I was like that's not and I figured it'd just be like a little wisp of flame (laughs) so this guy's face is on fire it was pretty uh, that's pretty amazing yeah Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm blown away by that. Yeah. Uh, Andy's Chainsaw Plot. Men with beards walk around in the woods and they visit their grandma. (laughs) Their family is plagued by a demon named Sador that takes their lives and their beards by the end of the movie.
0: (laughs) I like the way you keep incorporating (laughs) beards. Here's your spoiler alert. We're talking about the brand new movie called Sador, which actually was made back in 2019. Actually didn't get a release until a few weeks ago. So 2021. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast. Go watch it. And then come back to find out what we thought about it. Andy, initial thoughts of Seder. Yeah. So for once,
1: I actually do remember picking this movie. I did pick this one. You did. I saw the trailer. It was pretty creepy, interesting. I thought. I. I. I and I. I don't think I was really disappointed by this. Um, this might be another movie that, uh, like, I'm thinking of ending things. I'm a little too stupid to understand, you know. But that doesn't mean I can't see like the genius. I don't know if you want to call it genius. That the the vision behind this you okay. know and i think it's i think it's a really it's a good movie uh jordan graham uh, like i said spent seven years making this movie he's a director writer cinematographer composer producer editor uh obviously the set builder uh makeup effects pretty much everything except i i don't think we see him in it at all i don't think he has a cameo he doesn't act in it at all that, I, I that i'm aware of i don't know um uh, movie had some really phenomenal imagery I thought it was very unique very interesting Uh, I think I agree I think I agree with some of the reviewers that I read of this movie who say it's like 85 minutes uh, was a little too long for the movie I think it's the bare minimum you need to qualify for some industry standard as a film or something like that so uh, I think there was a reason Jordan Graham chose to make it this long but I do think a shorter film would have sufficed and probably it would have been a little bit better paced it's it's all it is a little slow in places Uh, uh, I think, you know, that shot of that slug that he shows a couple times <laughs> a
0: little bit. It was a beautiful shot. It really right. was. It was yeah. like
1: a planet earth level, like, uh, you know, like a documentary it shot. It was, yeah. it was, it was great. Um, the yellow
0: banana slug uh, is crawling. Exactly. So
1: it anyway, got a little slow in some places. That's really all I have to complain about here though. I mean, despite the fact that it's, it's, you know, kind of difficult to know what exactly is happening. And maybe if, you know, if I was smarter or if, uh, something like that, I would, I would get it, uh, how it all fits together. The imagery and the sound, especially the events of this film go together to make a very disturbing and scary film. I Yeah,
0: I agree with that 100 percent. And I did bring up to you earlier today because I had watched it this morning because I don't know why the hell I was up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, probably cause my girlfriend got up, but, um, that's funny. I watched it
1: at like 1230 last night because I forgot to watch, uh, I was doing a bunch of other stuff um, did you? and then I, so I ended up staying up till like two in the morning watching oh, this goodness. thing. So I, watched I was very couple couple thankful it was day. only
0: 85 minutes. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I, God, it, it's really hard to complain about this movie except there are some lingering shots, but the shots were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was like, like. Just amazing to watch. And we had talked about possibly watching this at your house because you have that surround sound and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, just some some of the shots of, of when something weird is going on and he goes outside and the wind whistling through the trees because this is beautiful. I mean, I don't know where this is, mm-hmm. but... Where Northern, was Northern California. Oh, is it really? North state, yep. Okay, so... so oh, yeah, because it was filmed in, like, Santa Cruz and mm-hmm. Redding or whatever. Um, so big redwood trees, and it was just it gave you this sense of isolation and aloneness, which was fantastic. So that aesthetic was wonderful. Um, There were a lot of lingering shots, a lot of just walking through that were pointless. Um, But there were some really good ones. It's really hard to review this movie just because you didn't know what was going on until you read some Mm -hmm. of the trivia. It's like you need to read about it because this is based off of his family experience Jordan Graham's right. family experience. that his grandmother played with a Ouija board, and and somehow like got overtaken by a demon. Yeah, so
1: he intended on making a different film entirely here, right? And he was using his grandma's house as a, a set, from what I understand, right? Well, she actually played the nanny. Right, here. she did. And, but she was only supposed to have like a cameo in it, from what I understand. And if I, if what I read was right, he he's making a completely different film. He goes to his grandma's house to make this, uh, to shoot some of the shots, because he's using her house as part of the set. Right she starts talking about this Seder and these automatic writings and things like that. And, uh, you know, she obviously at this point, uh, had been affected by dementia a little bit, which is very sad. And it's part of the, part of the film, you know, is, is the, dementia aspect or memory loss yeah. aspect. Memories are a very uh, point, a big theme of this of this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at that point he decided to make a completely different movie, didn't he? And he, and he kind of wrote the Seder story. He was just going to make like from what I understood, it was just going to be kind of a demonic film about demons or something like that, about a demon who...
0: It felt that, I, I don't know, I didn't read that. Um, yeah. I did read, and I'm going to go back to what you said as far as the, the dementia thing. It was because that that was Jordan Graham's real grandmother, who, yes. by the way, passed away shortly after he finished right. production of it. So she didn't get to see the finished right. product. Right. Um, the actor, Michael Daniel, who played Pete, was actually because she did suffer from dementia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the conversation that they were having was real. Yes. Um, that it, like because Michael had gone over there and every time they went to the grandmother's house, because uh, there were two brothers, there was uh, there was um, Pete. And what was the other guy's name? Uh, Adam. Adam, yeah. So they were brothers. I keep thinking Jim, but that's the grandpa's name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was Adam. And they would go over there. And Adam was kind of like this withdrawn, isolated guy. Mm -hmm. And um, the character of Pete was actually talking to Jordan's real grandmother, who was a character in this movie. Um, And she would she actually brought that up. She's like, well, you know, sometimes I don't. You know, I would put something somewhere, and I completely forgot that why it was there, or things were moving around. So, so she had this. It kind of threw you, uh, threw a little curveball at you of like maybe the dementia was causing her psychosis of of this satyr character of this of this demon that that's watching over her right um
1: and she she said something in that that like she wasn't sure that she just forgotten where it went or if somebody was actually moving it and you do see some things move in the uh you, do. you know by themselves so i thought that was a it was like the aspect of memory and losing your memory and and things like that that which is terrifying on its own is is really a big Big part of this movie that I thought was uh, added to the like effect of it, and you know there was a lot to think about
0: there as as far as as far as that goes. Before we even started, I mean, I'm still trying to process it because um, there's so much that happens. Um, you know, you have so many things coming at you. Mm-hmm. The one thing I really really appreciated was, was this was the switch between black and white and color when they would go to the grandmother's house. You know, and Adam's looking for supplies or whatever, like to take back to his cabin, you know. And and Pete is having the interaction. And I, I kind of love the POV shot. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's real footage. Yeah, that's, that's what I understand. Jordan going through his grandparents' house. So, like, they actually showed his grandpa, who, by the way, passed away the same way they talked about in this movie. Um, but it was so bizarre, man. It was like like so, not, not being... I don't think it's like an elevated, like that movie. I'm thinking of ending things. I don't think it's elevated like that. I think no. what it is. You need to know the story behind it.
1: I think that's helpful. Yeah. And, and so I, I did read an interview with him where he talked quite a bit about this. And, uh, what he said is his grandpa died of lung cancer Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they saw and his, but his grandma described the death as him saying that he was going to die now, walking out of the house and then laying in the grass. Like she, which exactly what she said in the movie. Yeah. So that was her, but nobody in the family understands where she gets that from because it didn't happen mm. you know so that was, uh, that was kind of a interesting thing that uh, you know she just kind of made up this thing about the death of her husband that was uh, you know it really shows what you um, How difficult, and I've had members of my family that have dealt with dementia, and uh, you know, it's it's really hard to watch somebody go through that. So, so it it is almost like, and you know, you you it is almost like a horror story, and you have a lot of these terrifying feelings yourself is this going to happen to me am I you know there's sometimes I forget names and uh, you know it's pretty apparent on this podcast that my memory isn't very good probably (laughs) so it's a real concern of mine like and it is terrifying to think of like losing your memory like that and all of the things that you that you you know cherished uh, in your life yeah and they're just gone you know and you don't you can't recall those events that's really I think it's it's a kind of a
0: horrifying thing yeah I mean and we dealt with that with uh, I think of ending things, you know, it was kind of, it, it brought realism to, to this movie. Um, I also gave it some thought and it felt like two movies to me. Mm-hmm. Like there was a perception of Adam was isolated. Um, you know, he was, he was a loner. Uh, the, the death of his mom or the disappearance of his mom really affected him. Yeah. The, Death of his grandfather affected him, so he, right. he tried to stay isolated. So that the first half of the movie is him, you know, just I guess looking for deer.
1: Yeah, I think I think he was hunting. That is what he was supposed to be doing. I, and there. that's he's kind, in, of, he's kind of living
0: off the let, land or whatever. He lived very rustically, right? You know, very simply. He had an old style laptop where he. You know, he set up these. Uh, what do they call those cameras? Because I'm not familiar with hunting. Like trail
1: cams. Yeah, trail yeah. cams,
0: <laughs> and trying to catch. You know, capture a picture of like a deer coming through there, so he knows right. where to go. Right. Uh, so he's isolated
1: himself because he feels that he's a danger to
0: the rest of the family. Is that right? No. No. I they they found out that Pete um, actually isolated him. Or yeah. or no, the sister. Uh, what was her name? Evie. Yeah. Well, no, Evie was the weird girl. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, like kind of. know. Uh, Deborah. Of like Debra, that's it. Yeah. So Debra is the one that drove him out there to isolate him. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, and why?
1: Be, I mean, I, that's here's where I'm not smart enough to understand the movie. So why was there a reason? I thought he was kind of put out there because he did something that <laughs> they felt he was dangerous, or well, he isolated himself I, in some way. He he
0: felt that he needed to be out there as well, and you know, I picked up that. You know, and this was during the, you know, kind of the found footage part of it of, you know, this birthday party that he had Mm -hmm. where he's looking at pictures throughout the movie and it's of this birthday party of the grandmother, the mom, you know, everybody was there and he was going through the same thing his grandmother was with this Seder character Mm -hmm. because Deborah, the sister, asks him about, well, uh, are you hearing voices like nanny? Yeah. Um and he said, Yeah. Is a mm-hmm. Sater and he just didn't say anything? Right. I mean, there was very little dialogue in this movie.
1: There, there was very little dialogue and, you know, it was almost like a quiet place where, with the sound. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it seemed like every sound that was in this movie was calculated, really uh, pierces the silence, and I, I, I think the sound editing was really amazing. He said in that interview that he had to learn 5.1 surround sound to, he, he didn't know how to do that before this movie, mm-hmm. and he had to learn how to do that for this movie well he knew what what the hell he was doing? It's better 5.1 surround sound than I've heard in a lot of uh, you know major motion pictures. It's it's great, it, and it's really a major part of this film. And I think you do yourself a disservice by watching this on anything but a surround system. I mean, it really adds to the film. There are you know noises and stuff going on behind you, and and uh, yeah, there's a lot there, of,
0: sounds in the woods. Somebody stepping on a stick, right? You know,
1: um, so the, the sound is very deliberate in the film. It really adds to the uh, atmosphere of the. Film film i think it's extremely important almost like another character in the film Mm -hmm. and everything that everything that is in silence in the film i think is very important uh to building that atmosphere and and making the film what it
0: is right so uh, i kind of i kind of love the opening of it because uh all the all the credits are handwritten as if nanny was doing it Right. And that was like that to me was brilliant. Again, it was all in black and white because it was at her house mm-hmm. and you hear her voiceover up talking of the Seder. And they continue right. that throughout the movie. Like there's cassette tapes of her recording her experiences with the Seder and Adams listening to it constantly. Right. You know, he'll sit there and listen and it trains me. It it helps me it watches me and
1: yeah real like sinister stuff about like uh, purification and all this kind of stuff yeah and, and it's uh very eerie yeah super eerie and um you know those are actual tapes of his of his grandma I guess um
0: Are those actual tapes? Yeah, those are
1: actual tapes from his his grandma. They were recorded in 1969, I guess. And there was at one one point in the movie with, I think it's his sister, right? Who's, she's, we were talking about that where she's asking him if if he hears the voices or whatever. Yeah. And, um you know he says here's my memory now i can't remember where i was going with that but he says Ask, uh, it,
0: asked him if he has
1: yeah, the voices yeah and, and, and she and she said or maybe it's maybe it's his brother who says uh, if you tell him that it's Seder, they're gonna they're gonna lock you up you know yeah she, he's like don't don't tell him Seder is talking to you and uh just just uh leave that out. maybe it's his sister i can't remember who's uh who's, who's, uh, talking to him about the voices that he's hearing. But, uh, somebody says, if you tell them that this is Seder, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to, you're going to be locked up, you
0: know? <laughs> so, Just like the grandma did. Yeah, exactly. In real life. So,
1: uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, really, and the stuff she's saying is really crazy. Cra- not, I'm sorry, that's a bad word to use in this instance, but it's really, uh, really kind of,
0: uh, like, Disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah. 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 Because she's she's very disturbing. It's it's very satanic. Uh, I did. And again, to add to the to the surround sound and having that is that you have these whispers every time he has this encounter, he sees this this light like like a torch from a distance. And then you hear this whispering. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you, know, uh, you know, I I couldn't really pick up on what they were saying. Some of it
1: was like of it was like some foreign language or something. Like a, maybe some oh, is that what or it or was? Because yeah, some mean, of what the Seder was saying there, when you actually hear this, I think it, I think it's supposed to be Seder talking. Right. It's not in English because I, I did crank that up to, to try to hear that at about one thirty uh, in the morning last night.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Sarah, so, Sarah yeah, appreciated yeah, that. I, <laughs>
1: I'll probably get yelled at for that when I get home tonight. But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted was, to hear it. It's for the podcast, man. right? Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So, no, it, it was very cool, though. I mean, it added to the ambiance of that and because there were times where it got demonic. Yes, definitely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, and the voice would change. into
1: Right. Right. Which I thought was very cool. It was very cool. And this whole concept of the automatic writing, I think, is really uh, pretty scary. Oh, some of the images look great. It, it, really, it really, did, and it was it was a really pretty creepy aspect of the movie. I thought that that you know this she's writing this stuff down that's uh, coming from some other entity out there that uh, you know it's not her words. It's just it's her. Through, she's yeah. like the
0: vessel in which right this is being communicated, and and like the nice touch was that old style ink pen, the like yes, quill ink pen, that was. and just you know. I really, I really did like that. Um, you know, the whole,
1: all of the scenes in the woods, um, you know, being in the woods by yourself is scary to begin with. I've done some hunting and stuff and, uh, sometimes that's frightening out there and they really do a good, uh, job of kind of depicting the, you know, how the terror of being in the woods by yourself, you know, when there's maybe something out there that's, uh, that could harm you. I, I think, um, there's some really great lighting in the woods the way he lit some of those scenes mm-hmm. was really great like I really like these scenes where you just kind of see the person like it's almost like like a ghostly image of, of a person there yep. uh, it's almost like a theater thing or something like so, like when they have a soliloquy in a theater and you just get your, the spotlights only on that one person yeah exactly right uh, I thought it was really effective at being kind of ghost like or something I've I th- I really loved those he does it with um, the main character and uh, I think the the sister as well uh, are both lit that way in a couple di- in two different scenes.
0: Yeah, I did notice that. I, I actually, there there was a really nice jump scare in this when he finally gets a picture of something and it's he, it's like um it's dark. Mm-hmm. you know, it's like like one of those night vision camera shots. And there's no animal or anything like that. Mm-hmm. but there was this, um, you know, Something that the grandma had written Something about You know uh Within the darkness She'll see the light Right And then Then he turns up the, the The brightness Right And did you notice Instead of a Instead of just like a Plus sign It was a cross Yeah Where he Where he like Turned up the brightness, and then there were like three figures, there, like the deer head figures mm-hmm, in there, mm-hmm. and that was great. And then all of a sudden, he turns around, and then there's a deer head figure sitting there. Yeah, that that was a great jump scare, actually, and and I
1: really like. You saw that thing? It's like the disciple of Sator or something, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like it's 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 actually like his mom or something, right? Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was bald or something. Yeah, like she had disappeared, but all of a sudden reappeared as this. Deer right. Head apparently,
1: Sater doesn't like hair very much because he makes you, makes you shave your head and eyebrows and, and, and everything. eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. So, never good when uh, people shave their eyebrows. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's usually a bad sign. But yeah, it was a really good jump scare, and I really liked that scene because th- it's like, is that thing just is that thing just sitting there? Because you almost got like another jump scare when it stood up. Yeah, exactly right. Because yeah, I wasn't like, I hey. wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if that's just sitting there. It's like uh, just a skull and fur cape that someone threw there. Or is that thing actually uh, uh, like a person or, or someone, you know, some being in there? And it was a, it was a, per, a person. So yeah, I thought it was that his, was it
0: was his mom. The reveal was yeah. great because and I kind of like the way they go back to him looking at the pictures because they like the mom had the same look on her face because in that picture, you know, she's just got this bewildered, almost evil look on her face mm-hmm. of the last picture that was taken of her, But she's obviously got a shaved head now. Right. Um Oh god, that was a great reveal!
1: Yeah, it, I thought it, the it Seder was. actually looked really good. The Seder looked awesome. That was a that was a fantastic co- piece of costuming there. That uh, ram skull and oh, the, yeah. all the fur that he had. It was badass. The fingers were man. like I, jawbone, Yes, I like really I team. really loved it. And and so yeah, you find out that these like. Things with the fur mask or, you know, the skull mask and fur are just his disciples or whatever. And that, and that Seder. I thought
0: that was really awesome. I think that's what really gave me the idea, because at the end it was just like, you know, uh, the, the brother um, Pete wanted to go out and smoke a cigarette. It's snowing at this time because it's mm-hmm. getting towards the end of the movie. It's snowing. He drives over um, to look for to look for Adam. And, you know, he he goes in there, there's a fire going, and, what, Evie's in there, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, he sits down, and... Adam comes up behind him and slices his throat with an antler. Or an antler, and yeah, and sticks it in there. <laughs> right, and this is where like the famous beard burning scene happens.
1: <laughs> right. so his beard's all full of blood from that, and then and then yeah, you know he, yeah, he like uh, like je- hits his head like into the uh, into uh, the, the uh, fireplace stove. or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, wood, wood stove. St- That's it. Yeah. That's right. And then his beard starts on fire, and uh, yeah, it's really burning good. And it's, and a, it, it's it is a big beard fire. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's not
0: overly gory. <laughs> But there's enough blood in there to give it some really nice. Uh, there was there was some
1: pretty decent gore here because blood's like splashing all over the place when yeah, he's doing the this. Yeah,
0: picture and stuff like yeah. That.
1: It was there was some decent gore there. Now I gotta say, like some of the reviewers of this uh, are right. This is really the only bit of action that we get. Really, I mean, it all
0: kind of leads up to this. Well, at the beginning of the movie. You know, you see this grandma, which I yeah. thought was like fantastic. I love the opening of this movie. No, yeah, there's I really did candles, like the writing. Yeah. There's candles everywhere, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then you see this grandma yeah. like sitting in the bed, but yep. she's not sitting in the bed anymore, unless that was the mom that was standing in front of the door with all the candles around her. And then somebody gets lit on fire and this this individual levitates, that's and my right. thought was when I saw the end of the movie, that was the grandfather that got lit on fire. That uh, got yeah, I got killed. I would agree and, with you there. I think you're right. That is probably the way he, he died. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe it was the mom or the grand. Because I, I don't know, because you saw the grandma sitting in bed and you couldn't really see the face of the person that was facing the door. But, you know, it was female. Yeah. So maybe that was the mom yeah. that killed the grandpa, lit him on fire and levitated. I would agree. I think that's probably what was going on there. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the uh, gist I got. And then at the end of the movie, the sister Deborah gets choked out, gets lit on fire, which, by the way, she did some great acting here of the screaming. It was good, yeah. Gets lit on fire. Mm-hmm. And then Evie levitates.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I, re- I really like the. Uh when he goes back into his grandma's house, like the graininess and the black and white of those shots, like the graininess that he, the, there's like a real high ISO on the, on the camera or something like that. Mm. And it really, it's kind of congruent with how her memory is all grainy like that. I, yeah. I really, really dug that what he was doing there. I, I got, I, I understood that much at least of, of what he was trying to do, but uh, I really thought that was great imagery. Um, when he goes into the sater's dom- domain or the sater cave or there's that double waterfall that comes down and there's like this flame like in between it. that was great man that it was just good. epic yeah it know. looked really good it really did it was it was epic uh, an epic shot and uh, just great nature scenes. There's another one with a falls that I can think of. Like I said, it's almost like a shot from planet
0: Earth or yeah, something like it's that. It's really, yeah, it's a beautifully shot movie. It, it, I mean, it looks so good. And, you know, the fact that they flash forward towards the end of the movie um, during the winter time made it look even better mm-hmm. because there's something about a, a, a winter setting that yeah. makes it feel even worse. Makes oh, you I agree. Feel isolated makes you yes. feel like cold, and you know, being in Wisconsin, we know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I mean, there, it's, there's like this insulate. You don't hear anything. It's very quiet like that. Yeah. You know, it's very silent, and 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 it is isolating because there's all that snow and stuff. Like even spaces that are open wide usually are are kind of like it makes it cla- kind of claustrophobic sometimes.
0: Well, and you saw that Pete was walking through, and, you know, he was having his moments of whatever, you know, just kind of this mo- these moments of clarity or whatever he was thinking about. Mm. But it just added more confusion to the movie. <laughs> did, um, yeah, it did, actually. It was just like it. What's with the long underwear
1: that they're all wearing? Is that <laughs> what Seder wants what? you to wear? No hair, but you can have Not long underwear. Huh?
0: You got to stay a little warm. You got to wear your long johns. Come I on. Guess
1: that's like what everybody's wearing at the end of
0: the movie. <laughs> that's right.
1: No hair, all long johns. I didn't get that part. but yeah, I, and again, <laughs> That's, like that's another uniform thing that for added
0: you. to the confusion. You know, is this a cult? It, you yeah. know, obviously, the Seder character is depicted as a demon, you know, brought on a in the late sixties by the grandmother and you know it's being passed along because there's obviously other followers 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 here. Um yeah, it was just like, man, I, I don't know. I I, I I kind of want to watch it again.
1: Yeah, I think this is another movie that would, uh, you know, improve them with more watches. I think you'd get more of it, and it'd make more sense and
0: hear more of the dialogue. Yeah, of, and you uh, pick maybe things pick up
1: out up that you didn't, you missed before. I think it would be that would be a good thing to do is watch this a couple times. Yeah, a couple of the
0: things that I just, I guess I just didn't grasp. Right, you know, and I don't think right. it's about not being intelligent, but. I'll reiterate of knowing the backstory of this is what happened to his grandma. And perhaps perhaps he did want to do more of a more demonic movie. But it came almost like a autobiography of his life with a little, you know, a little Hollywood twist to it. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. I I would like to see kind of a synopsis of the plot of this and really kind of understand what's going on. I think it would make a lot better than trying to you know or, or like i said like you said watch it a couple of times try to figure this out yourself now and, well, the problem with watching it a couple of times is like uh, like we said earlier it's um it's got some boring stretches to it it really is pretty slow moving it's uh uh like i don't know there's there's, there's all this tension that wraps up wrenches up in a couple scenes and then doesn't really pay off at all but there
0: was there were quite a few scenes that <clears throat> Excuse me. Made no sense whatsoever. Right. And uh, it, there There was some interaction between the brothers, between Adam and Pete, and they were shooting at bottles. Made yeah. no sense. I, I,
1: well, I, I don't know if he was trying to keep his skills up for something or what. If he's just trying to keep his skills up to shoot deer or if there was something beyond that. Yeah. That he's trying to, like keep up to defend himself i i didn't really get it get that either what well what the, maybe i mean it could have what
0: all the practice but it, was but about, it made but no sense i mean no. at least some movies give you a little bit of explanation and i think what little dialogue there was that maybe i could have picked on picked up something more of why adam was being isolated from everybody else right um because the way I picked up on it is that he's always been isolated. And maybe this was just figments of his imagination of him going into insanity. He's, he's you know, the figment of his imagination of his brother coming over or going to his grandmother's house. But maybe he's been in this place the whole time as he slowly slowly. Giving into this satyr character, this demonic character.
1: No, yeah, that could be. I mean, um, like when maybe. he finds Evie tied up in the woods, she's obviously like upset with she's him, frightened with him, she's and terrified he, of
0: him. You cho- know, he chokes her, he chokes and and she, her, yeah. And he, he looks at his hand like, "What? Why did I? Why just did do I do that? that? Yeah." So, but she ends up with him at the end, like like as a follower. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, and maybe that's a figment of his imagination. Like she became his follower after that and he actually killed her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe she was actually tied up, became his, you know, became a, a hostage or something, or something like yeah. that. And, I don't know. you know, started following him because she was always kind of the voice or reason for him. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. You lost your dog. By the way, the dog didn't die. There was a dog in this movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the dog didn't die. Just disappeared. He disappeared. Yeah, exactly. A lot of things disappeared in this movie. Uh, yeah. It was like, it was there. It was gone. It was gone.
1: Not That's true. I mean, it, it is. It's kind of like uh, he almost, almost like he misplaced his dog or something. You know, it was just like not there anymore and he didn't know what happened to it.
0: Oh, yeah. So the sister got set on fire. Great screaming on that. Um, and then it wraps up with um, I'm assuming his mom dressed up in that. Outfit with See the earhead and the fur, and the yeah. grandma was sitting there, mm-hmm. and he was sitting there all bald. That Adam yep. was no beard anymore. Seder took his beard. Yeah, and his eyebrows <laughs> and, <laughs> and his, his eyebrows, hair. <laughs> and he was just so or a very ambiguous ending, maybe. Um, yeah,
1: well, I think it, the the fact was that like what the point was is that Seder had taken all these people, and I don't know if Seder is like a. um a uh, you know an allegory for the mental illness or the dementia or what, but you know that he had got all of all of these people from all this family. You know, yeah, he, he he they were now his. You know that
0: you know what that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. You know, if this was i stupid, was... so I don't know. I mean, could be totally wrong. <laughs> no, but... you're not. Um, <laughs> no, it, that actually makes the most sense. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, think uh, that
1: was the deal. Like his his brother would not didn't have this issue or whatever. Right. So they had to kill him because he just was never going to be a disciple of Seder. Sure. And they, th- so they, and maybe that's what the, they had to do with the dad too. I don't know. Uh,
0: and, or the grandpa, I should say. Well, and, and they did mention, cause you, you talked about it cause you never knew how the grandfather died except that he went out to the grass, laid down and passed away. Right. And that was it. Right. Um, So, you you know, I'm glad you got to hear an interview with this guy or did a little more research because that actually makes a lot of sense of why Mm -hmm. she said what she said. Right. Um, I did read that the uh, Pete character, Michael Daniel, actually went in and I mean, this almost seems mean Mm -hmm. that he tried to act like her grandson. And like (laughs) the conversation that they because there was another one, like the second time they went over there that she's like. Should I know you? Yeah, that's right. Right. You know, I, I, gosh, I'm not trying, I don't remember you, but he, you know, the way he carries the conversation allows her to open up. I thought it was very effective. Yeah. You know, and reading, or are you saying or reading that, you know, it made it even like more effective Mm -hmm. that he went in there. He acted like her grandson. Right. And she didn't even know. Right. Right, like maybe um, I should know you, and your beard grew. She did bring <laughs> right. that up, so I maybe mean, there's yeah. some levity to this movie, <laughs> which we find out later. It got burned off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mean, I, 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 it's uh,
1: it's a real There's a lot to think about here. There's a lot um, as far as like the the whole memory issues and and that kind of stuff, and uh, with this demon, and it's. It, I think it's. There's there's a lot that, you know, if you watch this again, I think you're going to it's, it's going to be entertaining a couple times.
0: I think so, too. I, there was one other scene that I really enjoyed, and this is coming towards the end of when um, Adam goes to the lair of the Seder mm-hmm. and the door opens up and he's like kind of hiding and he has all the candles lit. And it was like three figures that walked in all wearing these uh, deer head costumes yep. and they all walk by and he sneaks out. So he's running through the night and this one didn't linger long at all. I thought it was like perfect timing because it went from night to dusk, you know, to mm-hmm. light. And he he's, he keeps having this vision of this torch and mm-hmm. a man in white. I, I'm assuming that it's him because it's such in a far distance so he, he follows the light and goes through the, like you were talking about the waterfalls and go through this like like the way these trees are formed like a like a cave it was fantastic so he goes in there and following these um, you know these these followers and that's where you get the vision of the actual satyr with the horns the, the ram horns mm-hmm. and the fingers with the jaws with teeth on right. it and points and then it cuts to black of like Okay, so you you're now my follower or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great show. I thought that whole scene was fantastic. And yeah, then I it it was It cuts to excellent. like six months later where it's snowing. Right. No, that was excellent. I don't know, man. Did we miss anything? I don't. I don't think so. Well, yeah,
1: I think we missed a lot. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I we think missed we... a lot
0: of conversation. I think we missed a lot of maybe like little hints and yeah, you know, probably you're trying, to, you're trying to take notes and and you know seeing everything that like you said the writing was awesome. I mean, it added to it. Uh, yeah. All right, let's rate this bad boy. Uh, thoughts on Seder? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a classic? And we're going to rate it... Out of five.
1: So there's a lot of like reviews of this film that really dismiss it. A lot of people doing this like dumb hyperbole and I don't know, trying to be funny or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this movie isn't for everyone, but it isn't a movie to be dismissed to do. Yeah. So I think really does miss something, you know, I mean, if you, if you're looking for some kind of action or this is not it, nope. uh, but if you can be patient and you're in the right mood for this, this is a profoundly frightening film, especially when you think about it, you know, and think about the themes and, and what it's talking talking About um, so, despite the fact that I didn't know what was going on sometimes, and I probably need like a Cliff's Notes version of this film to understand it, I, I still appreciate it. It was scary, it was atmospheric, it was different than anything else I'd ever seen. Absolutely. You know, uh, it is a good movie with you know maybe potential to be a, cl- a classic.
0: I give it three and a half
1: stars. I can't wait to see what Jordan Graham comes up with next.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I was really struggling on what I was gonna do with this, but. Man, I was intrigued all the way through. I think you're right. I think 86 minutes was a little long for it. Mm -hmm. And just to to give you a little perspective on what the audience is saying, 50% or 50 out of 50 ratings is rated 50%. So -hmm. people loved it or didn't love it so much. Yeah, sure. Uh, 37 reviews from the the critics, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, and, and yeah, I, b- I believe that. I, I get that. I don't, I'm a, I'm a little higher than 50% on this one because it was so, oh my God, it was just so, uni- I, I can't put my finger on it. I cannot like put a thought together of saying, well, yes, this movie was bad or this movie is a classic. This movie was good. The way I felt about it, the movie was good. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be very, very strange because we're going to give it the exact same score because mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three and a half. <laughs>
1: That's, you know, I, I read a lot of the criticisms of this movie and stuff. And, you know, like a lot of people like. Complain about how horror has all the same stuff all the time. And it's all sequels and it's like zombie movies and all this. This is totally different. It's very, very different. And and you know the the people who are some of the people who are are you know giving these scathing reviews just aren't you know the same people that are like oh we're getting another uh, you know reboot of this or whatever you know well you know make up your mind then <laughs> you know what what do you want do you want the re- same rehash of or do you want something different because this is very different. This is a different kind of film. Here is one
0: thing you cannot argue. And it's, you know, it'll be argued th- through the end of time. Is mm-hmm. this a horror movie? Absolutely, this is a horror movie. Oh, yeah,
1: this is a horror movie, This is a horror
0: movie. Absolutely, a horror, yeah, movie. Absolutely the horror there, movie. It's yeah. not psychological. Well, it is psychological, but it's got so many elements to it of horror.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, the only question is is it like a paranormal movie or a psychological
0: one? It's, uh, it's, it's movie? all of you know, it. I, I, I agree. I think it's both. I mean, this movie, yeah, man, dude, it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is an anomaly when it comes to horror movies and it's really hard to it's it's easy to say this was too long you know if mm-hmm. another 10 minutes would have been cut out of it I think that would have been enough time oh, I agree I, yeah I think um, so, you totally could have done that but and it would have given us you know probably more to chew on i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah we're both saying a three and a half it's a good movie and he's saying possibly a classic because you know maybe it's going to pick up some momentum and people are going to be able to analyze it i do want to see what this guy has coming up and i would like to see more interviews with him and kind of just
1: absolutely i'd I'd love to see this guy get a budget and you know be able to bring some of his ideas to film uh, a little faster than seven years
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) So hopefully this helps them. Uh, coming up next week, we are episode ninety nine. Anything for Jackson, and then the following week, my goodness, we we we, we made it episode one hundred. Episode wow. one hundred, man. We're uh, I think we're going to just keep it a surprise about what we're doing. That's let's, probably a good idea. Let's yeah, let's not give away what we're going to do but we are going to celebrate 100 episodes because it's been a lot of fun we appreciate you listening if you have any questions for us please uh send us a message on any of our social medias or maybe you had a favorite episode that you love listening to um and we want to know that too you know we definitely want to give you a shout out we, we do appreciate you listening to the horror for you podcast episode number 98 don't forget to rate and review us on uh, itunes listen to us wherever you get your podcast and did you want to plug uh, is it, what was her name mary uh her book no Okay, no, we won't do that. We won't even worry about it right now. Yeah, we won't
1: worry about it right now.
0: Andy is going to do a little more flying because his heads are up, his head's up in the clouds after this. That's where it is
1: right now after watching this. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody, have a wonderful rest of the week. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.